I'm jazz artist Brettina, and I love listening to The Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show. How do we see our lives? Is it everything we have? All right, welcome to the Alvin Galloway Show here on KRDP. And on this segment of the show, we have a great guest, Mr. Avery Zola. And he is uh, an official with the Clean Elections Commission, uh, a former campaign management manager and uh, ASU grad. Uh, native Arizona, and we're going to talk to him about uh, clean elections and all that it encompasses here on the Alvin Galloway Show. So stay tuned.
All right, that is Tom Brown, Jamaica Funk, here on KRDP. And we're here with Mr. Avery Zola of the Clean Elections Commission. So how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. He's a young man uh, doing some great things here in the Valley of the Sun. I guess uh, Arizona, just the Valley of the Sun. Um, for, t- give us a little bit of background of yourself and how you got into the elections thing. Yeah, uh, well, I, I'm a, a non-traditional student, meaning I went back to college uh, around the age of 30. You know, I was working in retail before that, but I, I needed a career that, you know, could support me and my family. And so uh, for some reason, I always had like this um, intrinsic love for politics. Mm. So I just went back to school and focused on that. Um, I did some campaign management because I'm absolutely concerned with the community. So I, I had a you know belief in a candidate and I wanted to get out there and get in the field, do some grassroots work. And uh, after I graduated college, um, I, I applied for clean elections, man, and, and was able to get the interview. And they saw something mean hired me. So. Oh, great. Now, how long have you been with the commission? Uh, I've been with them from 2000, uh, 2019 to now. Uh, but I put in a, a lot of work there. They uh, One of the blessings of the job, I would say, is that they really let me be myself. Uh, I'm not the type to really sit behind a desk, you know, for eight hours a day. So they let me go out and talk to people in the community and get people engaged. So. I really in, enjoy the job. Oh, okay, that's great. So, how did how did that that uh, that interest in elections uh, come about? Was something through your upbringing, your yeah. parents, or community? Well, or? Uh, my my parents, uh, you know, for the most part, middle class workers. Uh, they voted. My dad was, you know, my mom was voters. Plus, I used to watch the news when I was a kid, and I used to see all these problems in the world. I would see my parents arguing at the TV, you know, about things that were unfair. And uh, I'm a middle child, so. Us middle children, we always concerned with stuff being fair or not. You know, the older brother gets something, and you know, I want something. The little sister gets <laughs> yeah. something. So it's kind of that, you know, that fairness. And I just want, I just want fairness for the world and for the community. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's the kind of the my parents planted that seed, and uh, it it just kind of just grew from there. That's great. And you went to the great school of Arizona State University. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Uh, political science degree and then I went back and got my master's degree in public administration okay so, so tell what does the uh, clean elections commission do what is, what is that for? yeah well uh, first a little bit of background uh, we were created in 1998 we were actually uh, created by the voters so they put an initiative on the ballot and it passed uh, and that's how our agency was created originally it was created um, to focus primarily on clean funding or public finance what that is is there's uh, traditional financing and there's public financing. Traditional, you get you know individuals can donate, corporations can donate. Public financing, uh, in clean elections, you basically get five dollar contributions from people in your community. Once you receive a certain amount, then we uh, pay for your primary. If you win your primary, then we pay for your general. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, a lot of minorities or people of color, I should say, uh, women have been able to run using public financing. So I think it's a, a great program. Yeah, because in a prior, you know, you, you really had to have some financial backing. You right. Know, you had to have some uh, yeah. heavy wallets behind you, and that influences what you, uh, what positions you take and exactly. everything. Exactly. So, so we, saw, we saw good results. And over the past, I'm going to say, five or seven years, we started focusing more on um, – our uh, voter education. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of voter education. We have a lot of resources online from debates to uh, to a voter dashboard to tell you everything you know need to know about where to vote in your district. So we do a lot on voter education, and we also do campaign finance enforcement. So, so in in your job, what what does it say your your title? What, yeah. what did you do? So I'm a voter education manager. Uh, really, I. Um, I'm kind of the the Robin to uh, my director. She's she's I would call her Batman, but she's the director of voter education at Clean Elections. And really, what I do is I just travel the state, different counties, different cities, different communities, uh, African, Latino, Native American, the disabled community, and just try to uh, bring them into the fold of the political process mm-hmm. and let them know, inform them of their political power, and then inform them on how to participate because that information is not readily accessible you know so that's really uh what i do and i i enjoy doing it that's great that's great as uh, you were pretty busy this past uh, primary season oh yeah yeah it's just gonna get busier too <laughs> right yeah oh, you got yeah. midterms coming up mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so what, what do you say uh, uh 
prior to the primaries, how many uh, hours of a week did you put in, like in traveling and stuff? Traveling well yeah. since the pandemic. Uh, I would say since the pandemic, it is starting to get back to normal. Where mm -hmm. I'm usually doing travel, at least you know, maybe one to three times a month. Uh, out of the county, uh, usually one time a month, and then I do you know events and things like that, maybe three, four times a month. So mm -hmm. I try to get everywhere, and I, I try to focus on places outside of Maricopa County because I know Maricopa County is the biggest, one of the biggest counties in the nation, you know, and, mm -hmm. and especially in Arizona. So uh, we try to focus on Pima, Yavapai, uh, Yuma, stuff like that, and go to the other counties as well to pull them in. But uh. is when you go to on your outreach um, for voter education and everything. What what are some of the questions people have? Oh, I get a lot of good questions. A lot of the questions, to to be honest, are basic questions on how to vote. Mm -hmm. How do I register to vote? Where do I go to register to vote? Uh, where do I find information about the candidates? You know, um, uh, if something is wrong with my ballot, who do I talk to to get it fixed? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. So it's a lot of uh, logistical questions. Um, sometimes I'll get faced with political questions, but clean elections is nonpartisan, mm -hmm. so we don't advocate for you know the red or the blue. We just here for the voters to provide information so voters can make their own decisions. You know, mm -hmm. so but yeah, just basically logistical questions mm -hmm. I get. Now, what what about candidates? Uh, how do they um, uh, get information? Say if they trying to decide if they want to go clean election or, or traditional. Uh, we have a lot of information on our website at azcleanelections.gov, but what I usually tell candidates that they ask me, you know, should I run clean or should I run traditional? And it's all about your, your backing. So if you have, if you think in your network that your network can fund an election, if you think you have, you know, maybe friends or family corporations or people, you know, interest groups that believe in you, and all I say go and do it traditional. But if you don't have that, but you still have uh, passion for your community and desire to to change or to uh, fix things in your community you don't like, then I say, uh, yeah, go clean. So say, uh, say like the, this past primary election you had, say on the on the GOP side you had, uh -huh. um, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, Carrie Lake and um, Robeson. I'm trying to Karen Robeson. Oh Rob yeah, Robeson. yeah, yeah. So uh, and then Carrie got the you know. The most they both, votes. yeah, they both votes or whatever, and they both went traditional. But um, I think Robeson, because she's wealthy, mm -hmm. kicked in a few million dollars of her own money or whatever. All right. Um, so that's then what I heard. You, you you can't do both. You can't. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. So if you if you're running clean, then you basically are saying that I will f uh, forego special interests or corporate money or money from uh, you know businesses and things like that. Mm -hmm. If you're running clean. You are just taking that $5 contribution from people in your community, and once you get to that certain amount, then we give you funds to run for your primary. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the big difference. But if you don't have a, a large network, then running clean is the way to go. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't match, say, $1.2 million or whatever. No, no, it's, it's not. A, but we, we are competitive. Right. I mean, if you look at the races and how, many, how much people actually are raising, right. we're pretty competitive. Yeah. So, yeah, unless you have you know, some large corporations conglomerate behind you or something like that, then uh, I still say the clean elections is competitive compared to the other candidates mm -hmm. in the race who may be running corporate, you know, or right or yeah. traditional. Because I think uh, and one of the reasons uh, is there, how, how many other states have uh, like clean elections? There are elections? now in each state. I know Colorado has one that is ran out of the uh, secretary of state's office. I believe there's one in Maine. Uh, I, there's a handful of them. I think there's mm -hmm. less than 10 maybe maybe 10 to 15 around the nation but they all are, are kind of different mm. so some were created by the legislator ours here was created by voters that put it on the ballot and it mm. got approved uh so it's just it, it it's different in different locations but mm -hmm. yes there is uh, other clean elections yeah because uh, and it, it, it came about i think because a lot of feel people felt that their uh, representatives were not representing them. They were representing whoever was giving the biggest donation and everything, and uh, and and having that word clean, <laughs> yeah, gives, gives, I think it gives more of a significant uh, backing um, right. to your campaign. And, and 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 I should say too, and we've had candidates who may have a, a large network, but they choose to run clean because they want the support of the people from their community mm -hmm. first. Right. You know, so 
Uh, yeah, we've had candidates that have just made that decision, political decision, to run clean. Mm -hmm. All right, this is the Alvin Galloway Show here on KRDP. Give the people what they want. That's PJ Morton and Yola here on KRDP, the Alvin Galloway Show. And the programming on KRDP is supported by Native Health, located at 4041 North Central Avenue, Building C, near, well, actually, it's not near, it's at the southeast corner of Central Avenue and Indian School Road in Phoenix. Native Health provides primary medical, dental, behavioral health, WIC and wellness services for the urban Native American community. More information is available at 602-279-5262 or online at nativehealthphoenix.org. This is Althea Long, and you're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show, Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. And tune in to The Althea Long Show. It's a music mind walk every Sunday at noon to 2 p.m. 
And uh, I'm here on the Alvin Galloway Show with Mr. Avery Zola, and he's with the Clean Elections Commission, and we're talking about the Clean Elections, uh, um, you know, everything they do here in the state and how people uh, get involved and participate in the uh, process of electing their officials. Right. Um, speaking of the Native American, do you travel way up to say like the Pine Top, not Pine Top, uh, Pinion and... Uh, uh, n- uh, no, I did go to a, uh, it was a, uh, uh, like a Native American conference in Yavapai a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually at NAU, uh, and it was uh, just about the Native American history. It was actually very interesting. There they talked about how Native Americans, how the founding fathers actually took Native Americans' ideas for the Constitution, and it's basically like a carbon copy of that. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Great Law of Peace. Mm. And that was, you know, you would think they would teach us that in schools, but <laughs> yeah, you know, here I am, you know, 42 years old, and I'm learning this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. So that was, yeah, I, I love doing, uh, working with different organizations in different communities because we both learn from each other. You right, know? So, right. Uh, other than that, um, I didn't go to it, but um, my executive director and director uh, went to a conference in Navajo uh, country, and um, I think it was at the Diné College, mm. I want to say, but mm-hmm. we usually do that every year we'll mm-hmm. go up to Navajo country and do something up there yeah yeah that's great that's great because yeah, you get everybody involved in the right in, yep. the, in the process um, so is it any does any well let me ask you this say you have a person that's uh, running uh, clean elections and um, you find out something that they shouldn't have done. Mm. They do, do, do they receive fines or, mm. or do they have to pay back money? Or, yeah, all, you know. all the above. And that's a good question. So usually what happens is we have a commission meeting, um, you know, once every month or every other month. Mm-hmm. And at that meeting is where we where it's discussed if anyone owes fines or any kind of legal proceedings. But um, long story short, if anyone is is has made a an error or made a uh, you know a violation then yes, they are fined, but first it's kind of, you know, we have meetings with them and try to arbitrate it, and, mm-hmm. you know, just pay us back, uh, or they're just fined and, and we have to go and do legal proceedings and sue them for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's it's no problem. It usually what happens is someone didn't know that they couldn't do something because every year laws change, the legislation changes laws, uh, and all it is just a matter of them paying it back. So yeah, yeah. it's usually just that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the, the most challenging thing about your, what you do as far as a clean election? The challenging thing about uh, clean elections is getting people to understand the importance of voting mm. and participating in, in your community. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest. Uh, and I actually, I really learned that when I did campaign work. Uh, I actually did uh, campaign management work for Warren Stewart Jr. Mm. Um, he was running for city council in uh I think I want to say it was a District 8 in Phoenix. I want to say District 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were in South Phoenix trying to get people to register to vote or, you know, to sign the petition to get him on the ballot or just to register to vote, we faced a lot of backlash and, and reluctance from that. And I was kind of surprised because I thought, you know, here we have a you know a young black man that's running for office. I thought that was going to be, you know, easy to get sure, people. Right. Oh, but people have so many excuses and reasons. Oh, well, I don't, you know, I'm a felon. And, oh, well, I don't, I don't have time. I don't sign nothing. So... It's, it's really difficult to connect the dots to see to to let people know that uh, that it matters, right? You know, to right. be civically yeah. engaged. Yeah, and, and, and oh, that that's one of the things that bugs me the most, especially black folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because because <laughs> <laughs> I, I read I do a rant about this all out on my show is that you should know how important voting is when people are trying to take your ability to vote away. Right. <laughs> Try to right. put up obstacles so you can't, because it's so important and it affects everything. Everything connected to your life. Yeah. Police, the school system. Yes. Training programs, <laughs> community college, like water, like, you know. Yeah, everything. Everything, everything mm-hmm. is affected by somebody that's well elected to an office. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they they got some kind of input on it, and and you know, I, matter of fact, I was I had this uh, communication or now not debate or just uh, I actually I just said forget it. I ain't, I, I can't, I can't. Uh, a, a person I know uh, told me you know because I was saying oh the primary is coming up. No, I was just after my I said hey did you vote? He said oh I didn't vote. I said oh you didn't vote. What? How come you don't? Know? 
I never voted. I was like, and it, and I hate when people say it like it's Probably. some bad, yeah, oh, some yeah. badge of honor. It's, yeah. it's right. really it's not no badge of honor that you are not. You can complain, you know, you complain it's every day, but yeah, yeah, but you ain't doing anything to to change it, you oh. know, and. Oh yeah, don't get me started. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. And another thing that I also say is that uh, when the legislation and city councils has these meetings, and we kind of touched on this earlier, mm-hmm. a lot of people are at work. Mm-hmm. But if you watch these meetings on TV, what you'll see is older white people, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with older white people mm-hmm. participating in uh, you know in civic engagement. But it should be more diverse, right. so the legislators right. and city council can see that I don't just represent these older you know white the older white electorate. Right. I represent you know brown, black, yellow, yeah. different ages, mm-hmm. different com- uh, sectors of the community. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to get out there and, and have your face be shown. Right. You know, right. so that's another thing that I try to communicate with with people that have yeah. time to do that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The, yeah, because, you know, uh, you know, if, if they look out in, in the audience and see somebody that looks different from them, then they say, okay, okay, I, yeah. maybe I can't say, do this. Yeah, yeah I've seen okay. it, and I've right. seen it, too. Yeah. They look and see who's in like, I'm not going to say that. Right, right. So, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it matters. The visibility does matter. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, with the primaries, oh, with, the primary, with the midterms coming up, is there anything you guys be doing differently than you do in the primaries, or is it about the same you kind of? Uh, have a game plan that you go through no we kind of uh the, we have the same game plan as we do in the primaries and the game plan is we release a voter education guide uh for the general election we're going to have debates in all 30 districts uh for legislative debates uh we're going to have uh, statewide debates i believe governor secretary of state and maybe another one there um and that's kind of what we push for the election to give to the voters so you have your debates where you can find out exactly what the candidate is saying uh, we have the voter education guide, which has information on uh, all the uh, state and legislative candidates. Um, and our website is a resource. So our website, if you subscribe to our mailing list, we'll also give you updates and uh, to you know deadlines and things like that, election dates and things like that. So mm-hmm. a lot of resources, azcleanelections.gov. Yeah, we push that out. But same game yeah. plan. It just gets a little tighter because, you know, less candidates, but it gets a little bit more contentious, you know. Right, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so, you you have any uh, any plans to run for office? You know what? No, <laughs> no, I don't. But what I what I really like and what I've seen is the power that people behind the scenes have. Mm. Uh, people just in the office. Uh, just to give you an instance, um, when I started at Clean Elections for Black History Month. We, you know, they would just put, you know, Happy Black History Month stuff like that. And that's fine. That's that's cool. But with me being there, I was able to do some research and find Black History that was specific to Arizona and add that in. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so it's it's just kind of like just showing up and being there uh, it, it is amazing. You can really make a difference right, doing that. Right. It's like you said, represent, representation matters. It does matter. It, it does, does matter. matter. And yeah, and I just thought it's like if I wasn't here, or for instance, if we're coming up with a marketing campaign. And I say, well, we shouldn't make that hand uh, a, a, a color. We should just make it blank so everyone can feel like that's their hand. Mm. You know, it's little mm. things like that. Right. And it's just natural because if you have all of one thing in a room, no one's going to understand, like, the, play the devil's advocate or think about, you know, put themselves in someone else's shoes. But if you have that person at the table, then you can discuss everything right there. And mm-hmm. it's a better product, you know, for the public. So. Right. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate you uh, making that difference. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> making that difference. I'm yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you coming out and uh, sharing uh, your insight with us about clean elections. Definitely welcome anytime to, uh, if you All got right. some information you want to share. And uh, I want to thank my uh, my good friend Ronaldo Fowler yes. for, for hooking us up. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Ronaldo go. We and I go back a long ways. Even. Even though he's from Gila Bend, it's okay. Okay, okay, he still made it. He still made it. Yeah, he still yeah. made it. Okay. Um, and he said you're doing good work, and you definitely are. And uh, I appreciate that uh, that you're making that difference. Thank you. Because the community you. needs it. And and what's the website again? Uh, the website is azcleanelections.gov. Our debates kick off on August 24th, uh, and you can tune in on YouTube or you can go directly to our website. And check them out. Okay, and and as I said earlier, when we were off off mic, uh, you know, usually I have a when I have a guest, I ask them if they have a favorite uh, song or artist they want. And you said Stevie Wonder. Yes. Why do you want Stevie Wonder? Why do you? Stevie Wonder is just a <laughs> I, 
man, in, in college, it just brings you to a place of peace. Mm. So when I used to be studying and researching stuff. I put on some Stevie Wonder, man. Yeah. Stevie Wonder is just like, foo. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, I mean, I got I like Prince and Michael favorite. Jackson too. Yeah. yeah. But I gotta put Stevie, Stevie on top of that. Right, I gotta right. put Stevie because he's just he's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. my favorite too. He's yeah. my favorite too. Uh, so we're gonna go out with a little bit of Stevie Wonder here on the Alvin Galloway show. And as I always say, today is a great day to make somebody's day great. Uh, check us out on Facebook, The Alvin Galloway Show, and our podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast shows. And
Stevie Wonder, Saturn. Blanchard, you are Frank Willis. If many of you don't remember, Frank Willis was a security guard that launched the Watergate hmm, fiasco or discovered the Watergate fiasco. He was a security guard that worked at the Watergate building in Washington, D.C., and he noticed that one of the doors uh, into the building uh, had been unsecured, had been unlocked. And uh, during his rounds, he locked the door again and then came back to find it unsecured again and tape on the door. And the building housed the Democratic Party, the National Democratic Party, which was broken into um, by 
henchmen from President Richard Nixon's campaign and uh, which led to the resignation of Richard M. Nixon, uh, Tricky Dick, as he was called. And uh, we kind of see something like that happening now. We don't have the resignation because he's not in office. But number 45 is going through a lot of investigations and none less than the recent discoveries at his home in Florida, Mar-a-Lago. There were a number of uh, top secret boxes of of, uh, paperwork that was discovered at his home that he should not have had at his home. And uh, somebody spilled the beans. I don't know who the Frank Willis was in this case. Uh, We will find out because uh, Attorney General uh, McGarland uh, had issued a search warrant and a judge had uh, okayed the search warrant of the former treasonous occupant of the White House. And these items were discovered. And what is ironic is that in 2018, uh, and I have to fact check this, uh, it is said that Trump signed a law that went into effect that no top secret papers should leave with a private citizen. And I'll have more information on that on this segment of the Alvin Galloway Show. Hi, I'm jazz artist Brettina, and I love listening to the Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show. How do we see our lives? Is it everything we have? All right, and once again, I want to thank Mr. Avery Zola from the Clean Elections Commission stopping by and giving us some information on the commission and its duties and responsibilities. Uh, We definitely have the brother back again. Um, It's a pleasure to see this young man doing what he is doing uh, to ensure that uh, our election system is clean. And uh, hats off to the people of Arizona that have uh, made this a reality in this state. Now, getting back to uh, Mr. Orange Man, uh, the treasonous uh, former occupant of the of the White House, who had taken numerous boxes of material uh, to his home in Florida. The question is why. Did he do this? Because no other president has done this. And every president know that you are not allowed to do this. And he signed into law one of the things in making this kind of action um, illegal. So uh, a report says that the, some of the items were nuclear-related materials classified at the highest levels. Uh, Most people who are familiar with the categories of secret or top secret, TS, certain kinds of documents and reports are even more tightly controlled with additional categories such as SCI for sensitive compartmented information, CNWDI for critical nuclear weapons design information, and SAP for special access programs. This is according to the New York Times. And Trump was holding documents marked TS slash CI, among other classifications. Now, a sitting president can see them all, and contrary to proper belief, they do not 
have security clearance. Instead, their election to the office means that they have the trust and confidence of the American people. Former presidents, however, have no such access. And when the Justice Department demanded that Trump return what he took, including by subpoena, he failed to do so. As I said, this is a mystery in itself. Trump had already handed back 15 boxes of documents, but he dug in his heels on returning anything more. And the question is, why did he not return those items? Well, is he uh, sending these items, this information to his friends in Russia, to his cohort, uh, Mr. Putin, who he idolized and wished he was a dictator like? Uh, this individual who had held the, who occupied the White House is a danger to this country. And we can see this with the insurrection that he launched, the attempted coup that he tried to have, and the individuals that are currently backed by him who are running for different offices, including here in Arizona, you have an individual by the name of Crazy Carry or uh, Fake Lake. Um, uh, and Masters and others. Uh, Lake is running for governor. Masters is running, I believe, for Senate. And you have so many others across the country who continue to push the lie that he put out about the election that he lost and what he said he won. He claimed fraud and there was no evidence of it. And you have Republicans testifying to that fact and testifying to the fact that he tried to remain in office. I would say he's a cancer to democracy here in this country. Now, it will be interesting to see what uh, transpires from this. And what is, you know, also very interesting. When the search of his home was launched by the FBI, and you had these... I call repugnant Republicans backing him saying why is this is an outrage that his home is being searched this is an outrage that the FBI is doing this uh, and uh, making the FBI into an evil organization you know the FBI is not always clean let me tell you that you know they, they've had their baggage that's for sure uh, especially in the dealings with black organizations and other organizations of color in this country. But when you have individuals like Trump that has in his mindset tried to undermine the constitution of this country, tried to undermine the fabric of democracy in this country, there must be some ramifications and some responsibility that held him responsible for his actions. And those who back him also should face, uh, be held accountable uh, for the actions that they have done and are doing, the lies that they have uh, put out there and have are continuing to push. And that includes those who are backed by him and running for elected offices in this state and other states across this country because folks if those individuals are elected to office uh, we will definitely have a larger problem than we currently have now it will be chaos in this country and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, build it up, but it, it will be chaos. How can you have somebody in office that lies and lies and lies like we did have for 45 and trust what they're saying? And uh, let me say it, it would be chaos. It would be chaos. It would see. It would do everything that the Russians would like to see. It would throw this country into uh, possibly a civil war. 
and to put it blankly, blatantly, I mean, to put it I mean, mildly or forcefully or whatever, it'll possibly push it into a civil war. And that is exactly what the Russians and the Chinese would like to see and other um, dictators around the country, around the world, I mean. So um, we have a responsibility to make sure that those individuals do not win. We have a responsibility to get out there and vote. Uh, those who are have some kind of sanity, those who try to push uh, something that is right and above um, uh, some dirt and corruption and treasonous action, we must make sure that they are elected to office to protect our democracy, to protect our human and civil rights, and protect our humanity. And this is what we are facing in the coming midterm elections. Programming on KRDP is supported by Gifts Anon, 12-step book and gift store since 1977. Located on the southeast corner of Scottsdale and Shea, open Monday through Saturday. More information at 602-277-5256. That's Gifts Anon, two words on Facebook. That number again is 602-277-5256. This is the Alvin Galloway Show. Four tops, reach out, I'll be there. Reach out and I'll be there. Um, that song was 
written, co-written by um, Lamont Dozier of Holland Dozier Holland. And uh, Lamont Dozier just passed away uh, this past week. He was one of a number of individuals, entertainers, uh, uh, advocates, uh, prison reform, and other individuals who passed away uh, recently. Um, you have, uh, like I said, Lamont Dozier, who written uh, uh, songs uh, for the Four Talks, Marvin Gaye, Diane Warwick, uh, you name it. Um, he has been, and also a singer in his own right, um, been producing and writing songs for a number of decades. And uh, we have been enjoying the music that he has performed and brought to our spirits. And others who passed away, uh, my, you know, many of you know that I'm a big Dodger fan. And uh, Ben Scully uh, passed away. He was an announcer for, for the Dodgers for 67 years. Ladies and gentlemen, 67 years. That's amazing. Uh, he was a dynamic individual. Um, and Vinny, we definitely miss you. Um, then you also have Roger Mosley, who was an actor on Magnum P.I. and a number of other shows and movies and TV shows. And, and just recently, uh, Olivia Newton-John, uh, who was an actress and, song, and singer. And uh, just the, the other day, Anne Hike, who was an actress uh, who uh, was in a car accident. Uh, she was seen speeding and, uh, I guess, lost control. Uh, actually, I think hit a, a apartment complex or a house or something. The house caught on fire, um, but she was on life support for a few days, and she just passed away. Uh, and there are many others. So, um, oh, and also uh, Albert Woodford, who spent decades in um, solitary confinement in Louisiana prison, wrongfully charged, I believe. And then when he came out of prison, he became an advocate for prison reform and he passed away I believe he was 75 and um, I, I give my condolences to the family and friends of those individuals uh, who passed away uh, recently and I recently lost uh, some family members some cousins who have passed away and um, thank God for them and uh, my condolences to my family members also um, and on the uh, I would say a happier note. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my aunt Maggie, Magalou Garrett, uh, who was married to my mother's brother, Harold Garrett. Uh, she just turned 98. 98. Thank God for her and her longevity. And uh, also, what's interesting is that my cousin, her daughter, one of her daughters, Sean was born on the same day that her mother was born on. So happy birthday to Sean also. That, that, that is something else, to be born on the same day that your mother was born on. Uh, so and happy birthday to everybody who had a birthday and is having a birthday in August. My, my grandson, uh, Eli, uh, turned five. Let me count. Yeah, turned five uh, a few days ago. Actually, I, I I think I gave him a salute last week on my show. Um, and my nephew, uh, Lavelle, he, his birthday, Satchmo, you know, a number of individuals who celebrate their birthday in the month of August. Um, and we did have uh, elections. We had the primary elections uh, just recently. And I want to tip my hat to Jevin Hodge, who uh, won his primary election and will be facing uh Swikert, uh in the coming midterm elections and um, Swiker is a right wing Republican who has been in Congress for a number of years and uh, I would say a trumpet also um, so you know you know who I'm pulling for <laughs> so and then you have Andy Biggs who was a part of uh, the, the the insurrection and the planning or whatever uh, for that uh, insurrection and uh, it's still being investigated and it was discovered in or uh, in hearings by Congress uh, the January 6th uh, congressional hearings that uh, his 
had some he had some input in uh, the attempted coup of uh, for former occupant of the White House, and so there's a lot, a lot going on and a lot coming up. Um, so just stay vigilant, and uh, I just want to make sure that we continue to have our eyes open, our minds clear, and our hearts in the right place to make sure that everything that we do is for not only the betterment of ourselves, but the betterment of our community, the betterment of our families. It, it is important. and. Uh, we have these individuals who uh, are say, white supremacists uh, who are trying to destroy this country and uh, and try to make it just for themselves. And uh, we're not turning the clock back. We're moving the clock forward. And unfortunately, uh, one of those things uh, that did not move the clock forward was uh, recently the uh, grand jury in Mississippi refused to... Um, indict um i can't even think of her name but she's the the one, wife was the wife of one of those uh, criminals that um murdered uh emmett till uh she's the one that pushed this button that said that emmett till had uh, made some advance to her uh, and then they took it upon themselves to kill a 14 year old individual and she kind of recanted her story at one time and another. Um, but unfortunately, we will not see justice prevail in that case, unfortunately. And unfortunately, it happens uh, throughout this country where um, justice is not always swing in the right way. Um, but it did uh, for Ahmad Aubrey and the murderers of him um, recently went to court on the federal had trial on the federal charges of, of a hate crime and murdering uh, the young black man who was jogging in their neighborhood and ran him down and killed him and they faced another life sentence uh, they had a stake uh, trial where they got uh, received life sentences and two like two individuals the, the son I believe the son and the father received another life sentence on the federal court. And then the accomplice, um, I might have this mixed up, but uh, got 30 years additional, I believe, 30 years over the, the life sentence that he received in uh, state court. All right, this is the Alvin Galloway Show, and, and we are coming to an end of this segment of the show. Remember to check us out on Facebook, The Alvin Galloway Show, and to listen to our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast shows. And as I always say, today is a great day to make somebody's day great. Be blessed. We'll see you next Sunday.
Thank you for listening to the Alvin Galloway Show podcast. We hope you like our show. And if you do, we hope that you will show your support by sharing our podcast with others and also supporting us monetarily. No donation is too small. We thank you again, and we'll see you on the next show.